The Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2009 Here's Lil, sharing on Step 2. Hi, I'm Lil, I'm an alcoholic. Um, my sobriety day is the 16th of February last year and um, that's when I got sober. I'll, um, this is my favourite step because this is where the hope is. That, that first step sort of a bit depressing. We've admitted that we were powerless over alcohol and our life has become unmanageable. I'll um, just start by telling you a bit of my story. I, um, I grew up in Melbourne and I was essentially, as a kid, I was a good girl. I, um, I went to church, I was in the church choir and um, then when I went into um, secondary school I realised that being a good girl didn't really serve me. It didn't really give me the friends that I wanted or, or make me as cool as I wanted to be. So. I, um, I learnt that being good didn't serve me right. So to sort of, to, to get attention, I, I, I quit the church, uh, and I started to become a bit more sort of naughty. Um, when I was, um, 15, I picked up my first drink, and it wasn't, you know, I binge drink like the, re- the rest of them, you know, sometimes, but it, I wasn't an alcoholic since I picked up my first drink. I, um, I got alcohol poisoning though, um, on my first drink, and, um, and I had a fake ID and I used to, you know, go out on a Thursday night and Nelly sort of rock up to, to school, um, wagging both, um, first and second period on a Friday morning. But, um, but, you know, life travelled along. I finished school. I, um, when I was, um, when I was 18, I got engaged. And, um, when that fall apart, fell apart, that's when my drinking really started. And, it, it, it really, really crept up on me. I, I went from, you know, just going to cocktail parties and having a couple of drinks to, um, to noticing that my behaviour was getting more and more out of control and, um, that I, I didn't know what was happening to me. I knew that my grandma, my grandmother was an alcoholic and, um, and she died of alcoholism and I always had those warnings in my family but I didn't see that, um, I didn't see that in myself and, um, and I, over the years, my life just just became more and more unmanageable. And um, then some sort of depression set in, and I'd I'd have a month off work to to get over this depression. So I decided to go and work up the the ski fields, and and um, I drank every night up there until about five o'clock in the morning. And I would teach kids how to ski the next day, and I, I'd still be half pissed. And but but everyone did that up there, and I um. I got really physically unwell up there. I had pneumonia and I would still roll out of bed to go to the pub every day. And um, when I came home from Mount Buller, that's when the depression got worse. Um, my drinking... When other people go home from, from like working in a, a ski field, they get back to their normal life. But I was still drinking like I was up there and I... Uh, I would get drunk and I would um, have uh, sort of attention-seeking suicide attempts. I would, I when I was 22, I wound up in my first psych ward, um, and I, I saw a psychiatrist through that, and, and he said to me, "Look, I'm not I- exactly sure what's wrong with you, Lil, but you, you need to stop drinking for a while. And um, but I'm sure one day you'll be able to, in three months' time, you'll be able to have a drink again." And and I hung on to that, so I said, "Okay, okay, I'll I'll." I'll prove my point. I'll um, I'll stop drinking, and then I'll be able to start drinking again like a normal person. So I stopped drinking. They put me on all sorts of um, medication at that time. And about two months before 
he said it was okay for me to drink again. I counted down those days until I I could drink again. And um, so I picked up a a drink and it it was back to the same within about two or three days. And this pretty much happened over the next four or five years. So I would, my drinking would get out of control. I'd end up in a hospital. I'd stop for a while. Then I'd eventually pick up again. And it was gradually getting worse and worse and worse. Drugs also became a part of my story. And um, so in, in... in that time, I had a, a lot of um, suicide attempts, and um, and then when I picked up um, my my last drink again, it um, it was two years before I came into the fellowship, and this time I stopped I stopped trying to kill myself and stuff like that, but it just became daily drinking. So I would be at the pub every day at about five o'clock, and I, I'd probably leave the pub at, at twelve that night, or it could continue for days if I was um, if I was taking drugs as well. Um, and then on the 16th, well, actually on the 14th of February last year, I went out for a couple of hours and I, um, and I said to, to myself, I'm just going out for a couple of hours to, to play poker. And I got home at midday the next day and I, um, I couldn't be there for a friend. And he came around and he said, Lil, what are you doing to yourself? And I, and I said, I know my life is completely falling apart and I, um, I need to stop drinking. And he said, yeah, I think you just need to stop for six weeks. And I said, no, I need to stop forever. And, and, and that's where I, I saw was my surrender to, to, to my step one because I, I was never before that in, in all of those times that I, I would be on the wagon that, that I was never able to admit that, um, that I couldn't drink and, I white knuckled it for six days, and then and then it was um, by my own choice. I um, I came to my first meeting, and and that's where I saw the hope. I and I said to myself before I walked into the meeting, there, there's no way that I'm ever saying I'm an alcoholic. I'm just never. I, I don't mind coming to this place. I I need to meet people that don't drink because I know I can't drink, but I'm never admitting that I'm an alcoholic. And and I um I turned up at this meeting and I saw people share and I saw saw people share their experience and and they they weren't punk, um, park bunk, park bench drunks they they were people like me and and they looked like me and they sounded like me and and I had this this huge wave of relief that that came over me and and I said hi I'm Lil and I'm an alcoholic that night when everyone else identified and and I nearly burst into tears of of just sheer relief. Um, and, and you know, these people asked me to come for dinner and they, they, they told me to keep coming back. And, and that's what I did. And, and through these stories is, is where, where I got the hope. And, and that's, you know, and coming to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. So through all of the suicide attempts and all of that attention seeking, I could admit that I was insane. It was clearly obvious that I was insane. And I, I you know, because I used to pretend to, I'd, I'd fake the symptoms of bipolar to a psychiatrist so they wouldn't label me as an alcoholic. So that, that, <laughs> that, that it wasn't, you know, I, I wanted to be called a drug addict because I didn't want to be an alcoholic. So there, there was, there was clear evidence of a bit of insanity there for me but um, so that that wasn't a problem at all and and I saw, saw the steps on the wall and I saw people share about how their life had changed by working these steps and I hated myself so much at that point point in time of my life I, I'd do anything I was given that de- gift of desperation I would do anything to change I wanted to change everything about myself because I couldn't stand being that person that I was I couldn't stand hurting those people that I'd hurt and, you know, my mum having to, to come over and, and, and drag people out of my house the next day. I didn't want to do that to people anymore. And I, and I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was, I was either drunk or I was, 
or I was hungover. So I saw these steps on the wall and, and, and I was willing. And I, and, and, that's, and I got my first sponsor and she said, all, all you have to do is to be willing to believe that, you know, a power greater than you, that, that doesn't have to be God. It can be the grass under your feet if, if, if that's the power that you want. So I, um, I started, I prayed under the shower the next day and I, and I asked for another sober day just to, to remove my will to drink and, and to grant me another sober day and, and I had another sober day and there the, the, the faith, the faith started to come and, um, and I did that for a while and then when it was up to, um, after a couple of weeks someone suggested maybe you might want to get down on your knees and, and I got down on my knees and I, I didn't know what I was praying to. I felt really, really uncomfortable praying at first and I, I was praying to the ceiling and I, um, and I, I didn't even really know what to say so I just said the serenity prayer and just kept on those, those little, little prayers to start with and that, and that's where my faith has grown from that and, and then I, I ended up going back to my Christian roots and I, I never had that awful Catholic upbringing of, of, a, of an awful church and do's and don'ts or anything like that. So it, it, wasn't, it wasn't hard for me to call my higher power God. And at first I just called it God because I needed something to call it. And, and then um, it grew and as I sort of worked through the program more, I... Um, I I had a craving for spirituality. I had a craving. I had a craving for faith. I had a, a craving for more. And so I, I went to church a few times. I went to. Um, I thought the Anglican Church was a bit boring, so I, I, um, I went to this sort of evangelical church with another member in Richmond, and um, and you know I went there a few times. It wasn't. It, it wasn't quite for me, but. Um, but that, you know, it, it gave me sort of more experiences. And, and as my, through my sobriety, I've, I've had circumstances and situations that have given, have given me proof that I've been looked after. I mean, I was always looked after during my drinking. If I, if I look back and reflect on the times that I've woken up safe in my bed the next morning when I have no idea how I got home, three months before I got sober, I got hit by a car, um, and I, according to the barmaid that witnessed it, I um, went flying into the air and landed on the road and stood up and walked away and walked away to tell the tale. So there's, you know, there, there's that evidence of that high power or God um, working in my life. And um, and this is this is why I love this step is because it gives us the hope and it's it's the step that's brought me to where I am today. So, as I said, I I started going to to church a little bit and then. In um, January this year, I, um, I felt a calling to, um, to study theology and to go into ministry. And so I started in true alcoholic fashion. I took on a theology degree and a ministry diploma all at once. And, and it was a bit much for me. Um, so I, um, I've actually dropped the, the theology degree and now I'm, I'm just studying ministry. And I can't tell you, and I know, I know not everyone's into religion and church, and there's parts of religion and church that I don't like either. But um, what what it's given me is is a um, is a direction, and it's um, studying in this ministry program that that I I'm working on on Fridays. I'm learning all about pastoral care, and the thing is that we all do pastoral care on a on a day to day basis in AA. It's it's amazing what what we what we get given here and 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 what the um what going to church and stuff like that it, it brings me is um 
there's another sense of community. So in my first year of sobriety, I had the AA community, and that was pretty much all I had. And now, now I've got that other sense of community, and and I've just what it's given me is is a really a a thirst for wanting to. To, to know what God's will is for me, and to and to be able to carry that out to the the best of my ability, and because because everything is God's will. I mean, it says in the big book, either God is is everything or He is nothing. So um, and so, I just like to be able to carry that out to um, to the best of my ability. And you know, there are there have been times in my sobriety that 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 faith in God or that faith in the higher power is all that you've got. Because you, you know there can be certain situations that you were completely powerless over, but um, and there, there's nothing that you can do. I'm I was so used to manipulating everything and everyone in my life, but you know there there are some things, and it, it's like like our alcoholic problem. We we are powerless over alcohol. I know that that I can't drink, but I can't not drink, and. I'm fucked, really. Excuse the language, but you know, in, in, unless I have that 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 faith and that power greater than myself, and unless I pray and do all the things that that I need to do to stay sober, I I can't stay sober on my own will. There's no way, you know. I would be driving to the pub like I'm not going to pick up a drink. I'm not going to pick up a drink. But unless you know, and there there have been times where I've I've been absolutely haunted by drinking thoughts. And it's it's just that non-stop praying and and God doing for me what I can't do for myself. That's um, that's really that, that that's kept me sober. And I remember when I was about 11 months sober, I was so scared about picking up a drink before my my first year of sobriety. And and it was it was that you know that that faith that that's got me through. And I, I think this this isn't a step that you just go through and you finish. It, it, it's a step that, that that's always growing and, and always um, always changing in you. And um, and I'm I'm really looking forward to to learning more about you know my spirituality or my faith. And um, and I think it's you know it's it's a lifelong process. And I'm good at talking to God. I'm not very good at sitting there and listening. I'm shocking at meditation. And so that's that's the um, that's the next step for me. But um, but thank you for asking me to share today. And um, we'll get on to next step. We'll get on to next step. Thank you. This share and other shares like it are available from our website, stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.